tell you if uh, had a rough few weeks I've had to travel a lot flying a couple different places and um, I honestly just sick of it but sometimes work you have to do things um, but in reality um, I just want to be home uh, time is precious and um, life is precious right now from the standpoint of we've got an opportunity here to reach people and um, I'm just so thankful right now. My daughter's on a mission trip down in Mexico. Um, she's 18 and um, with a group of young kids, and they're down there and um, wanted to share the gospel, building church, and uh, sharing the good news of Jesus. And, folks, I, I don't know about you, but as a parent, that makes my joy so full to know that my children care to share. And, um, you know, we look at the bank run today on the Silicon Valley bank and the collapse and all these things and realize that in a moment your cash could be worth zero because you can't get to it or because the system collapses, your bank shut down, it's been drained and your little 250,000 supposedly, you know, backed, you know, um, by the FDIC is gone. Um, you know, they say it's for those, of course, over, you know, 250,000. But folks, a lot of employers money are in those banks that make payroll and that money is gone. In essence, your money will be gone. And in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we just like in the days uh, of in Babylon and Daniel and and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. And in one night when the handwriting came on the wall for Belteshazzar, uh, their, his kingdom was taken over because the holy things of God, he thought it was okay to party with them and have fun and drink out of the holy vessels from Jerusalem. And God overthrew that kingdom. And I'm telling you, folks, he's going to overthrow this kingdom. It's already been overthrown in the United States. It's been overthrown from the standpoint of it's now in control of another by another entity. It's demonic. It's satanic. And the good things that the U.S. did through its history are now quickly forgotten as we have moved into an age of pure and utter debauchery. And a falling away from the truth and the things the way they were are no longer anymore. Let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name, bless this program. Lord, to help people understand that this life in time is so precious and short. Lord, may our faith not be in the arm of the flesh, but in the spirit of the living God, that we may follow the things you desire, Father, that we would walk in your way. We ask this in Yeshua, your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, we, um, we know, we see the dangers here recently and the threats from China. 
And you see, we're trying to unveil our new so-called bomber that's out there. You know, we haven't had a new bomber in such a long time. But the fact is, our inventory is down on munitions because we've sent them overseas to fight for a country that uh, specializes in human trafficking. And everything you hear is such a lie and a deception. But I'll tell you what's not a lie and a deception, and that's the fragility of this economy and the dangers of what's going on. And nobody ever thinks it's going to happen to them. Nobody ever believes it will happen to them. But in a moment, you can wake up and be robbed of your entire life savings. And yes, you can pull it all out. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't. Yeah. Great. Pull it out of the bank. It's fine with me. Uh, you can invest in silver, gold, whatever. I don't care. Um, if you plan on it delivering you, you might want to repent of that. Um, but for a basic investment, there's great, you know, there's just smart reasons why precious metals are better. Um, I would be weary for those who think that precious metals will deliver, but at the same time, there is wisdom in investing like that. But what won't matter, what won't matter is the day that everything crashes, and your dollar's not worth anything. You know, you're you might have a lot of gold and a lot of silver, but nobody can eat gold and silver. Nobody can drink gold and silver. Food will become much more valuable. Water will be precious. Those kind of things will be worth a lot. The kind of stuff that pe- soap people wash with, those kind of things. And and the riches and the wealth will mean nothing anymore. And you can wake up, you can go to bed rich and literally wake up completely broke. That's what happened in ancient Babylon when their kingdom was taken in one hour of one day. It literally happened in the middle of the night. They woke up the next morning. Boom, it was gone. Now, here's the thing. According to Revelation chapter 18, it's going to happen here too. Now, I know some people don't believe that, and that's okay. That's fine. But I do happen to believe that America is in chapter Revelation chapter 18. And just as the word said, we've made the entire world rich by the abundance of our delicacies or luxuries, riches. And we are the number one importer of the world. And you know what? We primarily export filth, pornography, disgusting stuff. We, we are the number one exporter of that. But of importing, we make the world rich. And the merchants of this earth will weep and wail the day they realize that nobody buys our goods anymore because we've been destroyed. My concern tonight is, though, is that many people are so worried about the world and what's going to happen the day this place falls apart when all along their spiritual life is being destroyed and robbed and taken from them. It's horrible. And I was earlier pondering this evening the story of the great high priest, Jehoiada, an amazing man of God who the Lord gave 130 years long past when people lived that long, way long past that. He was a man filled full of the spirit of the living God. And it's interesting. His influence caused faithfulness around those who were by him. 
Jehoiada and his wife literally saved by God's grace the lineage of David. It was a point in time in history where the devil almost succeeded in wiping out the royal lineage down to one person. He had successfully started back in uh, Jehoshaphat all the way through his grandchildren. They took one, Jehoiada's wife basically hid away one final descendant of the royal family. And Jehoiada's wife and Jehoiada raised that child, Joash, to follow the Lord and do that which was right in God's eyes. And it's interesting in Second Chronicles 24, starting in verse 1, it says this, And Joash was seven years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also um, was Zibiah of Beersheba and Joash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. Now, this is a very wonderful way that it starts out, but you got to kind of almost look at a little bit of the backstory of what had been being prepped in this young man's life. Now, unfortunately, past Jehoiada when he passed on, uh Joe Ash made some bad decisions and listened to some wrong people. And we'll deal with that here in a minute. But it's the crowning of him that is such a unique and wonderful thing that happened when they made him king. And I want to pick up real quick in Second Chronicles chapter 23 and what it says about when they made him the king. Listen to what the word of God says. And he set all the people, every man having his weapon in his hand from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along by the altar of the temple, by the king round about. Then they brought out the king's son and put upon him the crown and gave him the testimony and made him king. And Jehoiada and his sons anointed him and said, God save the king. So they put a crown on young Joash and made him the king. And it's the other part, though, that was very interesting. It says they delivered him the testimony. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 17, and I had a, a, a program on this a while back on the King's Bible. This is what it said, because God had a provision. God knew there was going to be a king in Israel long before there was a king in Israel, and he made a provision for it. Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 18. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests and the Levites. The king was supposed to write his own copy of the Torah. It had to be approved before the Levites, before the priests and the Levites. It had to be an approved copy, but it was to be his own copy of the testimony. Okay, so he would understand what the word of God meant because this young king didn't need riches and wealth. This young king didn't need great armies. This young king, because of the leadership of Jehoiada, needed to saturate himself in the word of God. But he got a crown, but with that crown came the great responsibility of the Torah, of holding God's law and understanding 
understanding it and following it. And when he followed it and when he walked faithful to it, God blessed him and did wonderful things by him. Now, after that incident, they had some problems in the land. And Jehoiada made a covenant in verse 16 of of 2 Chronicles chapter 3. And Jehoiada made a covenant between him and between all the people and the between the king that they should be the Lord's people. Then all the people went to the house of Baal and broke it down and break his altars and his images in pieces and slew Maton, the priest of Baal or Baal, excuse me, before the altars. Also Jehoiada appointed the officers of the house of the Lord by the hand of the priest and the Levites whom David had distributed in the house of the Lord to offer burnt offerings of the Lord, as it is written in the law of Moses, with rejoicing and with singing, as it was ordained by David. So, what they did when they when they rightly put the lineage back on the throne as it was supposed to be, and they slaughtered the queen, right, who had been sitting there unjustly and tried to kill off the royal seed, and they slew her, and they restored the throne. The people made a commitment back. To to God via Jehoiada, the high priest, and they destroyed the altars of Baal. Folks, I believe right now we need to also destroy the altars of Baal in our lives, in everything we do, and commit ourselves to the Lord directly. He is now our high priest because there was still a problem even with Jehoiada's godly leading, a man who the Lord gave 130 years to when 130 year life didn't really exist anymore. A man who who lived, you know, by the truth of God all the days of his life, that they only stayed and remained faithful while he was in leadership. Folks, there is a danger in the American church, in the church in the West specifically, because we have been trained that we are to rely on a person instead of God. And you might be thinking, well, that's not true. But a lot of you listening to this program have come out of modern day church systems, or maybe you still tend to church or whatever. And today's basic method of church is they put a settled pastor inside your church and the pastor leads everything. And if somebody gets sick and goes to the hospital and say maybe three or four church members come visit them, maybe an elder come visit them, whatever. But if the pastor doesn't come and visit, well, they've not been visited because we have been taught that the pastor is the shepherd of all the people, the true shepherd, instead of the she- the pastor simply being a light to point people to the Savior. And people in the churches in America are pastoral dependent. That's why our churches fail. That's why our churches shut down during the pandemic. That's why people failed and didn't come back because they relied on a pastor instead of the savior. And unfortunately, in verse 15, it says, but Jehoiada of, of excuse me, Second Chronicles chapter uh, 24, but Jehoiada waxed old and was full of days when he died and 130 years 
years old was he when he died, and they buried him in the city of David among the kings because he had done good in Israel both towards God and toward his house. What an honor. What a godly testimony this man was. Now, after his death of Jehoiada came the princes of Judah and made obeisance unto the king. And then the king hearkened unto them, and they left the house of the Lord God their fathers and served groves and idols. And wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for their trespass. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them again unto the Lord, and they testified against them, but they would not give ear. And finally, God sent a prophecy through Zechariah, and I, and I won't continue on with all that, because the point is here, is that the people, as godly as Jehoiada was, their focus was still not upon the Lord. And as soon as Jehoiada was gone, look what happened. Look what happened to the people. Folks, I bring this up I, for a specific reason. Because there is not a, there is not a podcast. There's not a YouTube channel. There's not a pastor in a church. There's not a fellow, a person on a call that's going to lead you all the way to the very end. It will be the Lord who will lead his people. Now he will use others along the way, but it is him to whom we shall keep our eyes focused upon that will bring us to victory to the very end or whenever he decides that our time is up. Right now, in the hour we are living in, with the deception, with the falling of this bank, with the threats from China and Russia and everywhere else, with the debauchery that's going on, with the confusion around our children, with all the, it's, it's just one right after another. It's so sick and so disgusting out there that we need to get our eyes focused on our heavenly father and his son, Yeshua, because this is the hour that God has called us to action. And when you're, when pastors fail, when church leaders fail and your faith is ruined or wrecked, you will not be prepared to stand if your faith is not in Jesus Christ. You see, my father had a wonderful, wonderful friend. He was a, an amazing guy. And I won't mention his name because maybe some of the dad's friends are listening to this program. But when he died, his wife also was a wonderful lady, but she was so distraught over the loss of her husband, she could hardly function. She called a pastor and asked and wanted him to pray and had to, the Lord would resurrect her husband again up from the dead to live because she had been living her entire life on her husband's relationship with the Lord. And it was so incredible now to look back at this whole situation because at the time she was so distraught and everything to realize that God had to take her husband so she could be saved so that she would learn how to have her own walk with Jesus. Do you see, that's the problem that happened in the whole parable of the 10 virgins, right? Five were wise, five were foolish. And the ones that were foolish went to those that were wise and said, give us of your oil. And they're like, no, we can't unless we don't have enough. 
You see, they thought somehow they could get into the kingdom on someone else's oil, on someone else's walk with God, on someone else's relationship with Jesus. They thought they could get into heaven with someone else's blessing. When the truth is, God is asking us to get our eyes focused upon him. Like Jehoiada did. He was so incredible of a high priest that they buried him with the kings because he had such a powerful influence for good over the people. But even with all of that, human nature tends to point people to rely upon people it's the same thing you've been taught as a child so the time you went to school you have been taught how to walk in the system of the american way now i'm 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 thankful to be american i'm thankful to serve this country i'm thankful to serve the united states marine but the truth is we were born and raised to serve this system in this country and it now started out with better intentions but you know you're from the time you got into school and you learned how to walk in the line and do all these things and pay your taxes you have been trained to follow the system and your churches have taught you how to follow the system you do this you come to church this is what you do you follow the pastor you follow this instead of following Jesus. A true pastor is a biblical person. Although the the actual the only the title is only mentioned like two or three times in the entire Bible. Um but elder everything even elder we should all that have served in positions of leadership our duty is to not shepherd the sheep in such a way that we point them to ourselves, but we are to shepherd the sheep in a way that we point them to the Lord. So that the sheep see the Lord in us instead of us. That way when man fails, the sheep aren't ruined. But instead, they cling to the Lord even tighter, knowing that their time on this earth is short. And they have a mission that needs to be fulfilled. Jehoiada was a man of God who loved the Lord with all of his heart. And did that which they sacrificed death when they kidnapped and saved the only rightful heir and raised him in hiding to preserve the godly seed which the Lord ordained and blessed them for doing that against knowing there could be certain death. And then Jehoiada single-handedly by God's spirit in his, his own, you know, through his witness and work there orchestrated an incredible plan to get this young man anointed as king. It's a wonderful story. You should read it starting in second Chronicles chapter 22 through 24. It's, it's powerful seeing the commitment and then going out after dedicating themselves to the Lord and breaking down the high places, the groves, the altars of Baal. Folks, what a lesson for all of us in this day and hour and age. Breaking down those altars and idols that hold us back and focusing upon the Lord. Folks, God is calling us to be like Jehoiada, to raise up people in the ways of the Lord, but don't forget to point them to the Lord. You know, 
I am so thankful. There are those who support and, and the Remnant Call. And, and listen, I don't ask for a dime. Never have, never will. That's why I don't have a PayPal button or anything. But there are people who have donated to this ministry through a P.O. box. And I, I thank them for it. But I don't ask for it. Okay, I don't I'm not the only reason I say thank you is because my wife yells at me for not saying thank you more often. But the truth is, is that this ministry cannot be manipulated by people's donations because this ministry is not relying upon people for its existence. This ministry relies upon the Lord. And God has blessed me to be able to do this ministry and to keep me from having to rely upon others that could potentially come in and try to manipulate me to do things their way. That's why the remnant call has grown based on as much as God wants us to. But we've never, I've never been on a famous program anywhere. I've never been interviewed by anybody. We've never done any of this yet. God has always sustained this ministry. And I thank him and love him for it. And therefore, no man or no person can take credit. It all belongs to the Most High. But truthfully, folks, if you listen to this ministry and you are not being pointed to the Lord, then I have failed tremendously. I have failed you if you have not seen the importance of having in your own walk with Jesus. So I pray in the name above all names that you will know that it's the Lord who shall guide you and shepherd you through to the last days of this earth's history. And it doesn't matter if all the banks collapse. It doesn't matter if you lose your job. It doesn't matter what happens. If you have the Lord, you will be okay. Even if they decide that your life is to be laid down for the Lord's service, it doesn't matter because it will be temporary and we will be in glory together, all of us one day who follow the Lord, rejoicing in his goodness regardless of the situation and the circumstances we face. God is faithful. I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, to seek the Lord. Seek him with all of your heart through prayers and fasting and and just loving him and allowing him to love you. I was dealing with some folks, you know, my wife and I and ministry and some younger couples and things and people that are they're struggling, you know, they've got their own ideas of things when it comes to the Bible. And and we have to remember to be gracious. People are learning. A lot of people have a very messed up idea of what what God is because of of terrible teachings by the Lord. But folks, if you want to share the truth with somebody, learn to love them first. Learn to care for them. Learn to see them the way God sees them. Like my earthly father always says, when he's in that situation with somebody who's driving him crazy, Lord, help me to love that person like you do. Folks, I want to encourage you. Get on your knees. Get right with God. And get busy 
for this work in the kingdom. Our time is short. We don't know which day it's over, but we want to make the best of it while we can, reaching as many as we can for Jesus, because this earth is bound for destruction. But the Lord will be here for an eternity and he will save his people and he will not fail us. Keep the faith. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call, wishing everybody a blessed night and shalom. Trumpet in time